I'm Amber. And I'm Becca. From cranberries to cows and everything in between, this is Forward Farming. Hey everyone, and welcome back to Forward Farming. Today it is just Becca again. Amber is, she's probably wishing she was on here. Um, Her dad is having knee surgery today, so let's all wish him the best of luck in recovery and hopefully it's fast and painless because you know as farmers when um when they get laid up they don't really like to sit around so hopefully everything goes great with his um knee replacement and he's back on the marsh in no time um i before i get started uh, i figure maybe i'll just give a little bit of an update um we have not gotten any rain in quite a while. I know that a lot of people are kind of feeling that too. Um, Joey is not super worried yet, which is good. There's a little bit of moisture left in our soil, but we really could use some rain this week. Um, I think today was like our only chance for a while and the sun is shining. So clearly that's not going too well, Um, but everything looks good yet. The hay is growing back. Um, we got first crop done last week, week before. Corn's looking good. Beans are looking good. So we'll just kind of cross our fingers and hope that we get some rain soon. Um, Joey got our second little batch of sweet corn put in. We put the first one in probably about a month ago, which uh, will kind of allow us to have like two different crops of that, which is nice because if you try to do it all at once, it doesn't work uh ask ask me how I know that <laughs> that was us last year we wasted a lot of sweet corn because we just we didn't have the time and like capacity to to process that much at once but um anyways Sophia's done with school she is officially a first grader which is hard to believe um and Joe will be starting 4k so we are just kind of um transitioning into into summertime the kids will still go to daycare and um, we're kind of just planning some fun things for them tomorrow I have them stay home so I'm hoping that we can find um, maybe like a fun water park to go to or a splash pad a splash pad is what I'm hoping for because Jack's just a little bit too small to like want to be in the pool especially with all three kids at once so if you have any suggestions um, places around like Southwest Wisconsin, that is great for smaller kids. I would love to hear them. Just uh, shoot me a message or leave a comment on our one of our posts. And that would be awesome to hear. Um, I also just did a little shameless plug for uh, a sponsored post that I just put up on my personal page. Um, I was lucky enough to work with Wisconsin Corn. Um, they are really doing a great job of highlighting how farmers are taking care of our soil and in turn taking care of our water and so it was really cool to be able to work with them um i made a reel about our like favorite water destination which happens to be out in our back pasture just because we don't always get off the farm all that much especially like to go somewhere with water so um that was really fun if you guys haven't checked it out i would love if you went and commented your favorite wisconsin um place to like go in Wisconsin and um, have fun in the water, whether it be a state park or um, a splash pad, you know, the Dells always has good stuff. Um, 
But yeah, if you want to check out their website too, they have a water rec guide, which is pretty cool. So you can um, like put in your own um, recommendations and then they have everything there. So you can kind of just see what's around your area. Maybe you'll find like a hidden gem. Um, but that website, if you want to do that, is bit.ly slash bh dash water guide. So you can head over there and um, check out where everyone else likes to go. But okay, that was my shameless plug. Sorry. Um, today on the podcast, I'm, I'm excited. I had someone reach out to me last week and ask if I could talk a little bit more about selling cows, like how I sold my cows, um, just sales in general and how it all works. And there's, there's so much that goes into it. I'll just start off by saying that there's, there's a lot of different types of sales. Um, so I'm just going to kind of speak to what we've done in the past and go from there. So before I sold, um, my cows, this was actually the first year I've ever sold any of mine. Um, registered that is we have sold steers in the past for quite a few years now and selling steers and selling um, like registered cattle or milk cattle and then also selling cull cows like it's all different there's different markets for everything so there's just different ways that people can go about selling them so I am going to do my best to kind of answer the questions I cannot find the original questions that I answered, which is bugging me. I looked through all my messages and I just, I don't know where they went, but um, <laughs> I'll try to just summarize everything that I that I uh, had written down. So um, I guess first we'll talk with just like the steers that we've sold in the past, because that's something that we've done longer. Um, so for us, we, while we do sell um, finished animals, so like we sell them at market weight, those typically we will sell to, um, we'll like bring to the locker plant and then we'll sell them by like halves and quarters. So they'll, they'll be meat that we sell. Um, but we also have sold a couple fats. Like if we can't get them sold to consumers and we don't have like a buyer for them, we can take them to the sale barn. And, um, we've done that a couple times and then there, it kind of, there's just so much that goes into it. It depends at, on their breed. And like around us, they'll either go up to Green Bay or uh, there's another place they can go. I can't remember now. Um, so they'll go to different places and then you'll just get a price per pound on them. And typically it's live weight. Uh, we do try to go in on yielding grade which means that the fats that we go in, they will kind of judge their carcass and you'll get paid on that. So the better finished out they are, the more money you're going to get paid. And that um, that helps us quite a bit because we, we do a good job of finishing out our cattle. So there's that. And then um, cold cows too, that's kind of the same thing. When you're bringing a cow to um, a sale barn, they're, or they're getting picked up by like, a company, River Valley or um, Dirt Livestock or kind of ones around us. But when they're getting picked up like that and they're cull cows, they're typically going to go into the beef market just because when you call a cow, usually you're calling her for a reason, you know, whether she won't breed back or she's just not giving any milk. Um, there's quite a few reasons that you can sell a cow. 
and then they'll enter the beef market and they'll just they'll be sold like that um i think one part one thing that is important to remind people is that when we are selling cold cows like that they do not have any antibiotics in them um but there are really strict antibiotic withholds for not only milk but meat as well so um yeah if a cow is sick and she's like on antibiotics you can't just sell her to get her off the farm you have to you have to um wait until her antibiotics are removed which is usually at least a month and then you're able to sell them um and they do uh do random testing on that or if they cut into them and see like an injection mark they'll usually do testing so it's it's something that um i think is important to remind people of because we see a lot of marketing that is like oh antibiotic free meat and it's like oh, it's all antibiotic free like it's it's just marketing um okay so that kind of co covers like the beef um and cold cow kind of side of things another way that we do sell our beef too is as feeder cattle so when we raise our beef we are usually buying them as bottle calves and then when they're around five six hundred pounds we sell them and then we take them to a sale barn we take them to bloomington livestock exchange around here and they'll get sold as like a group of cattle they kind of um make them into even uniform groups and then they'll get sold and typically another farmer will buy them and they will raise them until market weight um so that when you're selling those it's not like they're going to slaughter right away they're just they're going to another farmer that has the facilities to raise those because not all farmers want to raise from bottle calves so it's easier for them to buy as feeder cattle and then raise them out to to market weight um all right so let's i guess dive into how i've been selling my registered cows um and also i guess some of my grade milk cows um again there's there's a lot of different ways you can sell you can sell privately you can sell um in sales consignment auctions things like that so for me i chose um most of my milk cows i chose to sell um with the great northern and they have production sales every couple months they do a tremendous tremendous job of marketing the cattle getting them clean getting them bagged up i mean these girls they they work hard but they make them look beautiful while they're working hard so uh i cannot recommend them enough if you are either looking to sell some milk cows or looking to buy milk cows it's a, a really great place to to search for them so um that process was pretty simple um i called them up and brick came down to look at my cattle and um some things that they look for since this is a production sale um, they want them to be fairly fresh so that means that they want them to have calved not too long ago most of mine were around a month fresh um, when i've sold them that way they are giving good milk they're kind of ramping up to their peak milk production um, and then the farmers can kind of um, let them get comfortable there and then breed them and stuff like that so they also really want low cell count cows which means that um, their milk is just going to be really good quality it's not going to have high 
um, somatic cell count. You don't have to worry about mastitis. Like obviously they just want healthy cows. So the cows that are going to this sale are just, they are good sound milk cows. And um, so yeah, it makes it a really good place for other farmers to get new cows if they're expanding their herd or, um, you know, they don't raise their heifers and they need some replacement heifers. It's just, it's a really good place for them. They like younger cows. Um, but yeah, I, I can't say enough good things about how well, uh, you know, it was easy to work with them. They, they just did a really good job of cleaning them up. Um, it's not like you have to hold to break them or anything. <laughs> and yeah, the sales are just, they're really great. So that how, that's how I sold um, quite a few of my cows. And actually, this last time I sold um, a registered brown Swiss, and she did really well up there. And then I also sold a springing heifer. So she's due at the end of the month. Um, and again, she sold really well, too. So that farmer that bought her will be able to take her home and just get her kind of acclimated to their dairy, and then she'll cab out there. Um, okay. So I sold some of mine privately as well. And that was, that was a lot. I'm not going to lie. I, I did not enjoy that. And I, I think my problem was I like put everything up at once. And so it was just, it was a lot of people. And like I did it on Facebook and it was just, it was a lot. And I, I don't recommend that. <laughs> um, but I did sell quite a few of mine that way. Um, it was just, you had to talk to a lot of people to sell them because, you know, a lot of people wanted more details or like have questions, um, or they want to try to like do you down on price. And, um, I remember our breeder kind of told me this cause I was trying to figure out how to, how, you know, how do you price your animals? They obviously, I think they're all worth like a million dollars a piece, you know, but that's not the reality. Um, and I remember our breeder was like, Becca, your cows are always going to be worth way more in your eyes than someone else's eyes. He's like, just remember that when you're, you know, kind of getting prices. And I, I did. And, um, so that kind of helped me realize like, yes, I, I have money invested in these animals and I want them to go to good homes. And that was the most important thing. I wanted them to go to good homes. So a lot of the people that I sold to, I knew them. I knew that they had good farms. I knew that they would be well taken care of, which um, was really good for me just because it was it was not an easy decision to sell my cows. Um, and so it was just nice that I happened to know most of the people that I sold to. Um, and I still get like updates from them and stuff, which is really nice. Um, I also have put a couple in... Um, like registered cattle sales. I don't know how else you'd call that those, but, um, so that is where it's like all registered cattle in the sale, um, where it's great Northern. So they sell registered and grade cattle. Um, and all of my Holsteins are grade. So like none of them are registered. So that's why the great Northern was so great for, uh, those cattle, but with the Swiss, they're registered. Um, typically, you know, registered cattle are going to get you a little bit more money than grade cattle just because they've got a paper saying that they're registered. <laughs> um, so I have been dabbling in those kind of sales. Um, I just did one virtual sale so far, and that one was pretty easy too. Um, basically, I just took pictures of my um, bread hover that I was selling and um, 
I didn't have to like take her anywhere. She, she just sold online. Um, that's kind of a cool thing too, that they implemented lately is a lot of the sales. You can find them online and there's always trucking available. It seems like, so you're really able to like, if you go on cow buyer, you're really able to find sales and you can find like the perfect match for what you're looking for. Um, what, you know, whether it be good milk cows or high type cows, if you want like a good show heifer, you can really find anything you're looking for. And then you can probably find someone to haul it to your farm or house. Um, so I am hoping to do a couple more of those sales. Um, and with those, typically you will have them on a halter. You have to halter break them and then they'll kind of go through the ring and, um, yeah, they're, they're bought based on what they look like, based on their genetics, their pedigree. There's a lot that goes into, um, into buying them. So I, I'm hoping I've got a couple, um, registered brown Swiss that are bred and I'm hoping to maybe get them in some sales, uh, this summer, this fall, things are kind of winding down here now, but if I don't, that's fine. I'll just, I'll cab them out and, I don't know, my nurse cows have been doing really good lately, so I don't know how many of those I'll get, but why not? Um, okay, so I'm going to answer a couple questions that Amber sent over to me to answer. I honestly haven't even read these yet, so sorry, Amber, but um, the first one is, do you look or wait for certain farmers when you do online sales, like, are genetics important when buying dairy cows? Um, and yes. So genetics are important, but I wouldn't say they're everything to me, at least some people go strictly based on the numbers. I like, I like one that looks as pretty as, you know, her genetic, her genetics say she will. Um, Amber also said she was going to ask when I posted a picture of the backside of the cow, if there's something in particular you're looking for when looking at their bags, what kind of information do you need to fill out as a seller? So um, when you're buying cows, especially, you want to make sure that they've got a good udder. Um, you, you want like a hiver udder, a nice smooth four udder, just a good sound tight udder. Um, because that's kind of, kind of, it's going to give you the longevity and you want to make sure that, um, they've got good feet and legs, that they're very dairy. There's, there's a lot that kind of goes into, um, looking at a cow and buying a cow. Um, and then the genetics aspect of it, pedigrees are a really big thing, especially in the show world. Um, you can also do like DNA tests on the cows to find the different traits. Um, there's, there's a lot, a lot that goes into it, which would probably be a whole nother podcast episode. Um, which would be really cool, actually. Maybe I should get someone that knows more about, like, the g genetics and the DNA aspects of cows. Um, genomics, I guess I should say. Because that's a big thing. And I, I've never really gotten too much into it. Just because, um, as, as an owner, I have always focused more on milk production. And um, not necessarily type and, like... Um, you know, having like the prettiest animal. Obviously, I like pretty cows, but I really like when they can work too. So uh, maybe I should look into that. If you are, if you're out there and you work with genomics, let me know. Uh, maybe we can get you on the podcast. But um, let's see, what kind of information do you need to fill out as a seller? Honestly, not much. Um, 
you know, when you when you buy some sales, you have to be pre-approved to buy. Um, and so they just kind of need your name and address and make sure that you can be pre-approved. <laughs> um, and then uh, when you're selling too, there's, um, again, you kind of just, you know, fill out your information and then most sales have a consignment um, fee. So a percentage of your sale goes back to them for putting the sale on and for getting them ready all that kind of stuff. So, um, honestly, I don't know. I feel like I covered it all. My phone says I've been talking for 20 minutes. So you guys are probably sick of hearing my, my, uh, voice by now, but yeah, I, I have learned a lot about sales this year, just in selling my cows. Um, like I said, I hadn't sold any, uh, before this year, just because I've always been focused on building my herd. Um, so I guess I should say sold any of my dairy cows. We've obviously sold steers, but yeah, so it's been, it's been an interesting experience and I really can't say that it's been a bad experience. I've had some iffy experiences when buying cows, which kind of sucks, but I guess that's just, that's part of it. You know, like you hope that people are always being honest with you and when they're not, you don't forget that. <laughs> um so yeah there's like a few people that I would never purchase from again but it is what it is you know shit happens so um yeah I think it's just it's uh important to just do your research on on the cows before you're gonna bid at them make sure that you know they're good sound cows the person that you're purchasing from is uh reputable and uh, you know go go from there so thank you guys so much I don't know what Joey's doing, but I hear loud noises. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, if you are not following us yet on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, all the things, we are at Forward Farming Podcast. You can follow Amber at Cranberry Chats and me at Becca Hilby. And if you haven't yet, we'd love if you would leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, Facebook anywhere you could find we could we could use the review um but yes thank you guys so much for listening and we will catch you next week bye